There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio on Friday afternoon, area of Shabbos Kedesh, Parshas Vayikra. We're starting the third book of the Torah this week, but it's an amazing area of Shabbos. It's so quiet, both on the streets, around. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing situation that HaKadosh Baruch has, has put us in. Let's maybe spend just a few minutes Analyzing what it is maybe that Hashem wants us to be doing during this time, where He's stopped us from going anywhere, stopped us from being involved in in anything in the world. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Omer Rav Shimon Chasida. Rav Shimon Chasida says, "Kinor Hayatoli Lemalami There was a harp that hung on top of the bed of Dovah Melech, the Kavan Shigia Chatzay Salayla, when it reached midnight, Ba Ruach Tzfeinis, a north wind came, Vinay Sheves Boy, and kind of blew through it, Uminagin Me'ilav, and it started to play, all by itself. Miyad, Hoya Oimait, Dovah Melech would get up, Ba Oisek Batayra, and involve himself in the study of learning Torah, until the, until the dawn. And this, obviously, this, this statement of Chazal needs a little bit of elucidation. What's, what's the deeper meaning of this Chazal, and how could it possibly pertain to the situation that we're facing at, at, at the moment? So we know that nighttime is never as productive as the daytime. In the day, in the spiritual world, we say that the Midas HaChesed, the, the attribute of Hashem's kindness, prevails in, in contrast to at night, where the Midas HaDin takes, takes over. Nighttime is when darkness reigns and, and uh, even, even evil sometimes permeates permeates the, the world. In fact, we say in Sayar that at night, all the spiritually damaging forces and all the sort of negative uh, energies emerge and, and, and are given free reign and roam. Midnight is the darkest time of, of the night. Chazal inform us that, you know, sleeping is considered one-sixtieth of death. When a person is in this state of sleep, he loses his bechino, he loses his free choice, his clarity is, is, is compromised, his senses aren't focused, and, and reality is, is distorted with the fantasies of, of dreams and, and things like that. The, the phenomenon is that people can even be physically wide awake and appear as being fully functioning. However, they're actually, in reality, 
fast asleep. And the Rambam writes that we know the blast of the Shafer and Rosh Hashanah is to wake up people from our sleep and our slumber in order to recognize the one and only reality in this world, which is Hashem and change and change our ways. Just imagine a person who has chas v'shalom fallen to the point where he is spiritually sleeping 24-7. And every minute that he's awake, he lives and functions with the darkness of, of midnight. His craving for gashmius, for the physical pleasures, has caused him to be devoid of any connection, of any spirituality, of any life values. And he's become completely selfish, completely narcissistic, and, and his only function, his only focus in his life is on his own body. Is there any hope for such an individual to be able to turn around and return to Hashem? The answer is yes. And we learn it from the harp of David, of David Amelech. David Amelech, we know, was the representative of all of Kaiso. In fact, as the Rambam writes, that Liboy Lev Kol Kaiso, the Rambam in Hilchus Malachim, that his heart embodied the heart of everyone in Kaiso. Being so, his, his task is to stir everyone in Kaiso to do tshuva. Even the worst Russia, as Chazal say, that David taught us that tshuva applies to every single, every single yit. In fact, the Gemara says, Gemara says in, uh, in Moit Cotton, Amrav Shmuel Ban Achmeni, Amrav Yonison, Amrav Achmeni says, name Rav Yonison, Marikasiv, what is the meaning of the Pasuk? Nu'um David ben Yishai. Statement of David ben Yishai. Unu'um ha-geber. And so says the man, Hukam oil. What is Nu'hukam oil? Says Gemara. Nu'um David ben Yishai. Sheheikim oil ula shal tshuva. He taught us about that a person can do, can do tshuva. Gemara further says, that uh, even the terrible Avera that David Amalek did with Bathsheba, really, lawyer Roy, there was no way he could have done that Avera. David Amalek had complete control over his Yetzirah. Libi Chalal the Kirby. I am no, he has no Yetzirah at all. He was in complete control. And he said, Lo Yisrael Ruin, Lo Isai Maisa, nor will Klaisa, the time of the Avera of the Golden Calf, actually in, 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 in a place where they could have possibly done such an Avera. They were on a level where the Miyitain, the Hoya Levomom Zeli Yiroi, see, they were on such level 40 days after standing at Matan Torah. So why did they do it? That even if an individual has sinned in such a terrible way, it's to arouse us that even then, even if one's done the most terrible averus, David teaches us we can do tshuva. 
Therefore, David woke up every night at midnight in order to wake up in his heart and to transmit that to all the hearts of all the Jewish nations. Even the Russia who is constantly living his life in the midnight of darkness. He awoke, as the Lord says, by the northern wind playing on his kinar over his bed. The Shlach Kodesh writes that the letters of the word kinar, chof, nun, vavresh, spell kur. Kur, we know, is a furnace. In fact, Mitzrayim is referred to as a kur harbarzel, a smelting iron, where you get rid of all the impurities, where you make pure and beautiful silver. And the letter nun, which symbolizes the 50 levels of, of tumor, that, that, that was the, the whole essence of, of, uh, of Mitzrayim. We saw from Mitzrayim that the Jewish nation were redeemed at the last second, lest they would fall into Hashem, that 50th level of Tumor, without the possibility of ever being able to leave Mitzrayim. However, the Arachayim HaKadosh writes that the impossibility of doing tshuva if one falls even to that level only existed before Matan Torah. But after the giving of the Torah, even one who finds himself in the 50th level, the light of the Torah can free him from his dark situation. It was this kinar which symbolized Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, whose whole purpose was Matan Torah, that breathed a new spirit into those that had just fallen into the darkest part of night, enabling them to be awakened from their sleep, even if they were on the 50th level of, 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 of Tumor. That's why David HaMelech, right away after he awakened, sat down to learn Torah the whole night, to show that even in the level of the lowest Tumor, so to speak, the person who's really situated consistently and totally at midnight, one can still return to Hashem through the learning of, of Torah. He says that the word Kinor, whose numerical value is 276, has the same gematria as Iver, a, a blind, a blind person. And there really is one in the same thing because the, the Rasha, a person who's mired in evil, is, is tantamount to being a spiritually blind person who cannot see the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which gives one's life <laughs> true meaning, true true purpose, gives us a reason to exist. The Kina contains the letters Chaf Nun Resh, Ner, which means like a candle. We know the post says in Mishlei that kiner that kiner mitzvah the Torah or 
that the, the nair somehow uh, uh, expresses a, a, a symbolism to the neshama of a person. Furthermore, the kina, so has the letters, if you swap the letters around, it's chavav and then nair. Chavav, of course, which is 26, is the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the gemacha, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. So this kina is a, a, a wake-up call to arouse everyone, even in the, the, the greatest Russia, to recognize that he has, perhaps even contrary to his own opinion, and the Shama, that so-called Pintel Yids, no matter how deep he felt, and therefore he too can do, can do tshuva. This person who lives his life at, at midnight is one who is completely blinded by the material pleasures of this world. And his Yetzar has taken charge of every bit of his, of his life, of every dimension, of every beat of his heart. As we say, ki ashaychad, ya aver because bribery blinds even wise people, the salaf devrayt tzaddikim, and, 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 and twists the words of a snake when a person is, is, is completely in the hands of his yetzar and completely besotted by all the things of this world, by the pleasures of, of eating, by the pleasures of the culture, by the pleasures of running here and there to do all sorts of things. He, he doesn't himself doesn't see that he even has a connection at all to Hashem. And perhaps that's hinted to by the, by the northern wind that blew through David's kinar. Because the north is always a symbolism of the place where, where, where Gashmias, where materialism flows forth. We know that in the Besamikdash, in the Mishkan, the Shulchan, the table with the special twelve showbreads was situated in the northern side. Because it symbolizes the, the tremendous bracha, the shefa, of the of the lechem of the special showbreads that were on it, which will always remain fresh, which always remain vibrant, which brings panas, which brings sustenance to the whole body. The Russia has let all the all the cravings for for his own physical pleasure has allowed him to completely take over his his life by the northern wind playing on WML's harp, it symbolized that if a person has a commitment to change, even the Russia can receive a new Ruach and can completely change his own direction from being pulled and driven to all kinds of physical objects, to all kinds of supposed and illusional types of happiness. And start gravitating towards, towards, towards Hashem. Sometimes Hashem brings other events into our lives in order to wake us up abruptly from our deep slumber. Hopefully infusing within us a new ruach of, of arousal, of, of, of hisoyerus in order to get us to summer change our ways 
and come closer to HaKadosh Baruch And unfortunately, he sent us this coronavirus, this COVID-19. However, fortunately, the corona is our heavenly sent Tinor, which demonstrates that Hashem is still concerned with us as we are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children. The idea that the coronavirus has in fact the same mission as the Kinor is found in the very, very word Kinor. Because if you turn the letters around and put the Resh early in the words, you get the word Koron. Right? To the Corona. Right? This indicates that this Corona, just like David Amelas Kinar, is an instrument which is designated specifically to save ourselves from the 50 levels of, of Tumah. The virus can be compared to that Ruach Tzfinus, which is also invisible and hidden from the Ekinah. We don't realize how much we've fallen, how much we're, we've been compromised by it. In fact, the word Tzfin itself, we know, means concealed and hidden. And the mission, and perhaps the Shlichus, of this coronavirus is to somehow arouse, maybe to strum on, on the strings of our hearts to awaken us from our sleeping imaginations and, 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 and the pursuits of all the things that we think are so important but are really utter nonsense in order to connect us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the, to, to the Creator of our, of our Nishamas. David HaMelech had programmed this scenario by, by, by giving us the strength to follow in his, in his, uh, example. And really our, 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 our matzav, right, begs us to daven to Hashem with the same tefill of David HaMelech, who obeyed HaKadosh Baruch Hu to send him, Leif Tahar Barali Elohim, please, you create, create in me this beautiful, pure heart. The Ruach Nochain Chadesh Bekirbi. In fact, uh, uh, Rabbi Yudha Levi, in one of his uh, Putim writes, it says, Ani Kinor Mishirecha. says, I'm, I'm not a poet, but rather, I am the trying to be the Kinor expressing a song. The Kinor Dabra Melech and the North Wind were expressing David's shira, David's song and longing for every yid to do tshuva and replace their their damaged spirits with this ruach, with this ruach attire. Uh, 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 and and we have a unique opportunity. No one's going anywhere. No one has work. No one has any any other attachments. This is a time for us to sit down, to learn, to take something that maybe we haven't done for a while and, and, and learn it for the first time, to revise something you may have learned, to go through the parsha properly. No one has an excuse. I don't have any time. We're, we're home. We're, we're locked 
into, into our, into our own environment, which can be such a beautiful thing. It can be such an amazing, amazing opportunity to spend time with a family, to spend time over, over a safer. Do daf or pick something that you, that you never learned and, and learn it properly, learn it in depth, learn it with an understanding. Use Skype, use Zoom, get a chavrusa, get a shir. There aren't any excuses. David Amalek is calling out to us. Ura ura Wake up! The kino, the kinore is, is, is an opportunity for us to wake up, to arouse ourselves, to do tshuva, to get more involved in the things that we think we don't have time to get involved in during the year. Of course, the idea is that we will see that we always do have the time, even when we're able to go back to normalcy, we'll see that maybe our lives weren't exactly where they could have been. And we can do a lot more than we are doing right now. And we can improve ourselves. We can really, really grow and make this instead of a time, oh gosh, we're going to be three weeks alone. Make this the most unbelievable opportunity for us to grow, to develop, to really scrum those those heartstrings of ourselves, and come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no matter where we might have been. We'll be back after the break with our Hilchas Yom Tov segment. This is 101.9 Chai FM on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Point nine, Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio here in Friday afternoon in a very quiet Johannesburg. I'm wondering if uh, we don't have this week a larger audience than usual. I guess one might even want to call it a captive uh, audience since you aren't going anywhere else and listening to a sheet on the radio is not a bad thing to be doing. So as we do at this time on the show every week, to let you know the important details for this coming Shabbos. The latest time for uh, lighting candles today is at 5.53, 7 minutes till till 6. Uh, Shkia then is at uh, 6.11. However, one doesn't have to uh, wait until the last minute. Obviously, if we're at home and we get our act together, Shabbos can be ready early and we can can actually get ourselves some value-added time to our, to our, uh, Shabbos. We can, you can light candles and start Shabbos from Plaga Mincha. Plaga Mincha this afternoon is at 4.56, four minutes to five. So get them up early. Start your Shabbos early. You can, since we're all davening in our own shuls, you can, Davin Mincha Mayrev, Kabbalah Shabbos at that time and really get into Shabbos, get into Shabbos early, make it a bit longer than, than, uh, than usual, not just so that you can have a donut or whatever it's called, a bagel of, of, uh, of, uh, of sleep. Maybe a donut's better, maybe it doesn't have a hole in the middle, I'm not sure, or it does have a hole, uh, or whatever, whatever it is, but, but, uh, 
it's, it's such an amazing opportunity, Shabbos, to, to, you know, go through the Pasha, go through, pick, pick a book that you enjoy reading on Torah or go online and there's so many amazing, amazing publications available on, uh, on Pasha Shavu and anything and, and grab something. Shabbos Kurdish ends tomorrow night at 6.41. That is 19 minutes before 7. As I said, this week is Shabbos Kurdish Pasha's Vayikra and it's not one of the special Shabbosos. Uh, we're kind of in between HaChidosh last week and Shabbos HaGadol, which will be next Shabbos. So we have the normal Haftarah for Parshas Vayikra uh, that, that one can read and one should. One should tomorrow morning as one davens, after one davens chakras, pick up a Chumash, read through the Pasha as they would if you were in Shul, read the Haftarah and then carry on and daven and daven uh, and daven Musaf and for all possible try to do it at the same time that your your shul would normally have have done it so there's at least a sense of the Kehillah joining together where all the Tfilas as, as Chazal say all the Tfilas can then kind of join together at one meeting point and go up to Shemayim as the Tfilas of of an entire of an entire community we are learning the laws of Eruv Tafshil, as we say, so pertinent this this year, and we talked about quite a lot of the details of how one does it, when one does it. So let's let's carry on as follows: that even though we said that there is a obligation on every single person to make his own erev tafshil, we spoke about that in a family setting. Obviously, one person can do it on behalf of everyone in the uh, in the family. Nevertheless, it is a special mitzvah for the, what's called nalacha, the gadol ha'ir, the, the greatest rov in, in the community or in the city. In other words, on the, on the murder of, of every place to, to make an air of tavshilin on behalf of Everyone who is part of his flock, everyone who he has, so to speak, responsibility for. And through the of that he makes, so it will be permitted for, for someone, even if they didn't make their own Eirev Tavshilin, through a situation that was beyond their control, something happened there beyond that precluded them from being able to make an Erev, or even if they forgot to make the Erev, the Erev of the Rav will allow them still to cook from Yontiv to, to Shabbos. And similarly, if there's someone who doesn't know how to do it, doesn't, doesn't have the know-how to understand how to make an Erev Tavshilin, can rely on the Erev that the, the Morda Asra is is uh, is is making. However, someone who is able to make his own eruv and just for laziness or just didn't get around to it for whatever other reason, other than being a, a complete circumstances beyond his control or forgetting, he just didn't get to it, it's, and, and therefore he didn't he didn't make an eruv in uh, in that in that situation. So since he himself has, has negated the uh, the mitzvah 
and, and has neglected to place his own Erev, so that person cannot rely on, on the Erev of the, of, of the Rav of the city. Similarly, even in a situation where one has forgotten, where we said you could rely then on the Erev of the Godel year, that's only in a situation where one forgot just once. If one forgot, let's say, two successive times where there is Erev Tavshim, sometimes you get that where uh, uh, twice on a Yantav or two successive Yom Tavim, you'll need to make Erev Tavshim. If a person forgot two consecutive times to make an Erev, so then the second time, it's considered as if he didn't do it on purpose. And therefore, for that second Yom Tiv, he's not allowed anymore to rely on the Erev of the Rav, but has to, but we'll see in a second what, what happens in that situation. But if you forgot once, and then the second time you remembered, and you made an Erev, and then let's say the third Yontif, you forgot again. So that's not called someone who's being careless. And in that case, he can rely on the Erev of the, of the, uh, the, of the city that can work for him. Uh, in order for the, the Erev to actually work for all these people. So it has to somehow belong to all of that, all those people. Therefore, if you want the Erev of the Rav to cover you, one has to make some sort of an act of, of, of a king. In other words, the Rav needs to give that cooked food that he's making his Erev over to somebody else, to a third person, and that person lifts up that item at least 10 centimeters in order to acquire it on behalf of everyone in the city who, who may not have made an Erev. And, and obviously the Rav himself, since he's making an Erev, he's included in those that are covered by that Erev. And then when, once this, uh, this uh, cooked food that the Rav is making the Erev over now belongs to everyone, he's Mazaket to everyone in the city, so then, now the Rav can take the Eruv, he can make the Bracha, and, and, and the Nusuk, he would say, would be, with this Eruv, it should be mutter for us and for everyone in the city to bake and to cook and to light candles and do whatever needs to be done from uh, Yontif to, to, uh, to Shabbos. And... What we do is that really the, the, the person making the Kenyan should himself be a, a, uh, an adult who's not, uh, someone else, someone independent, who's not really, uh, reliant on his sustenance from, from the Rav. But, but we could even allow that the wife of the Rav should, should do the act of, of the Kenyan, uh, on behalf of, uh, of the whole, of the whole city. It's something you may have to rely on, certainly, uh, this Yantif, if we are in a, I mean, we are in isolation where there may not be another person, another person, uh, around. The, uh, Erev of the Rav helps anyone who is within 
the Tchum Shabbos, in other words, in that city, or within sort of one, one K, uh, a perimeter around that are all covered by, by his, uh, his, uh, Erev, and therefore they can cook for Shabbos on, on, on relying on the Erev that was done by the, uh, by the Rav, but if someone is outside of the Tchum, so then the Erev cannot help him because since he's not able to actually come and partake of it, he's outside the Tchum, he can never get to that city on, uh, on, on Shabbos. So then, then uh, the Erev will not, will not be able to be effective for him. We'll come back with our final segments in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul, on a Friday afternoon, broadcasting to all of Johannesburg Jews and beyond. Don't run away. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. We're back on your radio here in Johannesburg on the Quiet Friday, or the first of the Quiet Fridays. We are learning the halachas of of Erev Tavshim, and we just said that the Erev that the Rav makes can uh, apply for anyone who's within a a tchum of the city, even within one, one sort of kilometer outside the city where you could walk on Shabbos. Even if he wasn't aware at the time when the Erev was being made by the Rav that the Rav intended to include him, if he finds out subsequently, even on Yontav itself, that the Rav put an Erev for everybody, he would be allowed to cook for Shabbos based on the Erev that the Rav, the Rav uh, made. But we said if, if he's outside of the Erev, he's not within the the parameter that you could walk there on Shabbos, then the Erev does not work because since you have to be able to come and eat the food that was used for the Erev, he's outside the Tchum, he can't get there on on Shabbos and therefore he cannot, he's not covered by the Erev. And even if he would have made an Erev Tchumen, in other words, which allows him to walk not only the 2,000 Amas outside the city, but extends his walkability another 2,000 Amas to 4,000 Amas, and therefore, theoretically, he could come to town and eat the Erev. Nevertheless, the Erev still doesn't help for him. Why? Because it's likely that the Rav never had intention. To include him, the Rav only in, in intended to include those in his area, never included someone who would be so far away, and therefore even with Nerev Tukum, Nerev doesn't, doesn't help. Does not. The truth is, in addition to the Erev made by the, by the Rav of the city, the Babmar Asra, anyone from the entire residence of the city could also, doesn't Dafkaf be the Rav, it could be anyone who decides to make an Erev on behalf of everyone, so that, let's say, if the Rav would have forgotten, so 
this person could then tell the Rav and, and the entire community that he in fact saved the day. He made an Erev on behalf of, of uh, everybody. And then they could rely on his, on his Erev. If he wants to do that, so then, again, he has to then have someone around, preferably not from the family, who can then pick up the Eruv and make a king in it on behalf of everyone else who he wants to include in, in the Eruv, pick it up ten him, right, in order to, to be magnet for everyone, and then the Balboa says his, his Nusuch, the normal Nusuch, uh, 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 that one would say for making an Erev on behalf of the whole, of the entire, of the entire city. And that's brought down by the, by the Sharetzia. Okay, what happens if someone forgot? Someone forgot to make Erev Tavshilun at all. And this is his second time consecutively that he forgot. So the first time we said he can rely on the Rav. Second time done, so we said, that that is already considered to be uh, uh, Pshia, it's considered to be careless, and the Rav doesn't, the Rav's Erev isn't going to help for him, or we said, if a person forgot to make an Erev and he's in a place where there's no other Jew around who would have made an Erev for somebody else,